Heel and Toe Apparel. Uh, go to heelandtoeapparel.com. Use the discount code DWA to get 20% off your order with Heel and Toe. They make some awesome, as I like to say, cozy shirts. Uh, now they also make sweatshirts. They make hats. They have stickers. Uh, they have a new uh, manual transmission. They call it the Shifter Hoodie. And that's really cool. It has the uh, six-speed shifter with heel and toe on it. And then they make the classic uh, heel and toe shifter graphic hoodie, as well as uh, several style of hats. They got the old man style hat. They have the flat bill hat. They have the medium hat. They got it all. They got a trucker hat. And they have really cool, cozy, comfortable shirts. So go check them out, heelandtoeapparel.com. And use discount code DWA to get 20% off to let them know you found out about them from DWA. Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh, God. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow Grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. Oh, this smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO, you only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, Hi. beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I screwed up. <laughs> so bummed this freaking bottle opener sucks. Oh, it's you made in China, ru- dude. A rubber bottle opener from China. Well, it was imported like, from I, Panama. It says uh, Puerto Vallarta on it, and I thought it was a pretty cool looking one. You know, it's got the uh, sugar skull Mexican mm-hmm. motif going, but it's, it's a rubber, little, little rubber tube. thing. Yeah, it works. Dude. You can get around yeah, it. It's pretty. We'll it's put it up cute. in the studio. Yeah, it's really cute. So that's uh, form over function. That's right. That's what you're saying. Sadly. Your Jamaica one is way better. The Jamaica one's hardcore. It's a, yo, it's a simple one, man, but it works very well. Where'd you get that? Right by the beach? or uh... <laughs> Right Boy. on the, I would not okay. even buy on the beach. Have you been to Jamaica? I have. Oh. I bought that in Jamaica. Okay. I might have actually not bought it. I purchased it. I think it, someone gave it to me. He just orders these things on Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) I've been all over the place. You see my spoon collection that I bought on Amazon? If you had a spoon collection, I wouldn't be that surprised. I wouldn't be surprised (laughs) either. (laughs) I'm that old guy or grandma? I don't know. My grandma had a spoon collection. Hell yeah. Never heard anybody mention that before. Who has it now? I remember Howard Stern would... (laughs) Has a thing where you'd make fun of uh, the guy JD on mm. the show because he had a spoon collection. Right. That's yeah. so <laughs> Such an old person thing to do. It's yeah. Weird. Welcome to Driving While Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Lane. I'm uh, Mark. Uh, Mike Musto. And I'm Brian. We are nice. joined by Mike. How are you, Mike? Good. Now that I'm out of traffic, I'm doing. I'm doing good. 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 Um, Nobody was harmed on the way over. No, but I I, I did get yelled at because i cut somebody off and she <laughs> pulled up next to me and said you cut me off and i go i, I know oh because you guys were like stop and stop and go yeah, traffic and she was like about. talking like, to you yeah. went in cut the wheels turned in yeah <laughs> and you said i know i know well yeah she thought that it was gonna be remorse <laughs> <laughs> I, I totally did that on purpose i'm gonna yeah it's totally fine <laughs> don't play don't hate the player hate the game no. <laughs> and what do you what did like, you drive here in I drove a Press Chevy Equinox. So they still make they make an Equinox. Huh? They do, okay. and it's for something like a city like this. It's great, yeah. and I hate to say it's a press car. You don't care, but you, you do care, but you kind of don't. Yeah. Um. But it's great. It's just you can bomb around in those things. Nobody gives it a second look. Is that based on a Tahoe or what is that? I don't no, know. It's, it's basically the same platform as the Cadillac XT4. Oh, you don't remember okay. looking at it at the LA Auto Show? I don't. We dude, poured over the details. Said every other person that looked at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We walked around it zero times. <laughs> zero yeah. times. Yeah. yeah. That's the, that's where you don't stop. You just keep walking. But it, it's a new car and it's fine. It, it's sure. a new car. I don't have to bring one of my own cars into the city and park yeah. it on the street. Six so. cylinder or something. Yeah. Whatever. It's totally. Yeah. Totally fine. Yeah, it's fine. I'm less interested in the Equinox. More interested. Did you flip anybody off on the way here? This is kind of like settling a bet. In they a call way. it the New York Longy. Yeah. The woman that. You did. You flipped her off. Well, yeah. She, good. She yelled at good. Me, so. so last time I came up here to San Francisco, we were podcasting. Brian's redeemed. They were hassling me because I flipped a couple of people off, <laughs> and they don't do this. No, no, yeah. no. Californians. <laughs> He's yeah. from California. Yeah, I'm from California, but yeah, it's yeah. Most people out here don't. They seem to take much more offense at getting flipped off yeah. mm-hmm. than New Yorker. Like, you flip a New Yorker off, they're like, well, fuck you too, man. Yeah. Right? And that's the whole deal. Yeah. It's like a little California. event. We know there's both well, sides of the event. I think that's why you're you less, like, less likely to flip someone off here because it is a little gnarlier, probably. Yeah. It's kind of like our friend used to throw Skittles at people. Remember that? Lisa? 
he would throw skittles at people oh <laughs> in play. traffic yeah, yeah. In traffic that's so, ridiculous that's he's, but he's from russia he's from russia they do yeah. different he doesn't know anything yeah. yeah that could escalate even quicker though you hit the wrong guy's yeah, car dude. and you're, you're dead i think right well <laughs> i i fear it more here than i ever did in new york yeah um I mean, because pe- people here seem to just take it to that next level like, yeah you know they'll want to chase you down they'll and chase stuff. you down yeah and i mean the fact of the matter is like I, i've been down that road that's fine yeah you know it's <laughs> not sure. you know but it's um i don't think they've been down that you're road like too many times. five foot five like one 140 right? yeah so, yeah five, five two hundred thirty pounds. <laughs> <laughs> so well this is a thursday edition and uh we will get to more of this hilarious commentary on the sunday edition but for now we have some questions to answer are you uh, are you in mike absolutely okay uh ben is it rogit or roger I, it's rogit as far as i know r-o-g-e-t is yeah. rogit as far this as is a I target know. target i think it's american i think it's an americanized <laughs> it's americanized mm-hmm. yeah okay ben rogit asks with the advent of stricter emissions rules and the electrification slash hybridization of more vehicles, what does the future of muscle hold? The E-Demon, the Charger Hybrid Hellcat, can hybrids and muscle cars evolve to adopt this tech? That's absolutely going to happen, I think. Well, do you already have the Tesla whatever, like crazy mode and the yeah, 0 I mean, 60 and whatever? But there's well, so much of the muscle that you need the loud exhaust the and visceral yeah. of the car. Yeah. I mean, that being said, they did uh, have that, what was it, the 1LE EV or something, mm-hmm. that electric oh, yeah. drag car yeah. at SEMA, right? And right. so they're already starting to kind of suggest they're, it. They're trying, but it's, you know, it. it Muscle cars are, are muscle cars for a reason. It's not. It's not just speed. It's it's the 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 engagement level that you have, and it's about, you know, it's about what they make, how they make you feel. It's about theater. It's about bravado. So mm. when you get like, you know, we we have a demon, so which is hilarious. It's the best car in the world, fifteen seconds at a time. <laughs> That's what that car is for. Yeah. And I've driven every manner of Tesla and every manner of you know, I've driven the nine eighteens. I've driven every manner of super hybrid car. No one will ever argue that they're not fast. They're bullets, right? And they're only going to get fed. The only thing they're limited by is tire technology. But they are go- that's never going to change, right? It'll they'll get faster and faster and faster. But they're boring. And I'm sorry, you can get into a Tesla and you could put your foot down and do zero to sixty in two and a half seconds and do a quarter mile in eleven seconds or ten seconds or whatever. And you do it once, and then you're like, I I don't care hmm. mm-hmm. because there's no drama at none, right? None. Yeah. Where, no noise, no. It's like uh, it's a one. It's, it does one thing well, and that's accelerate, and that's it. But it doesn't have the noise. It doesn't have the vibrations. It doesn't no. have smells. Yeah, the smells. The smells slow, are so the good. thin, super slow steering rack and wheel. I mean, and like it's you're, just, ha- it's moving around and it's yeah. engaging, right? As you're saying. Yeah, I mean, if I wanted to drive an iPod, I would buy a Tesla, and I and I don't want to do that. Although you can say the demon's lacking in like the smells. You know, it's not carbureted, so it's, true. it's like it's it's. Definitely, and it's supercharged, right? Yeah, it's, but so, that supercharger yeah. sounds crazy. It does sound crazy, but I the mean, wine that, kind of instigates you. Yeah, like you step on the gas, and you, and you just yeah, like, oh, I want to hear a little more. It's kind yeah. of like a little more cocaine, a little more cocaine, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. And it's uh, it's fun, but it doesn't hold. A, I mean, it's fun, and it's an amazing car. I would take any of my my old cars, your old stuff, over the demon, just mm-hmm. because of the way that they look and the way that they make you the feel. sense of occasion. So yeah. I guess to go back to the question, though, do you think that there will be? How long, I guess, can we continue in this kind of trajectory with the internal combustion motor? Like, do you think it'll get hybridized, or we there will be enough of a demand and a push? I guess for that, right? oh, for that visceralness, for the for the demons of the world and the I Shelby's and all that. It's definitely there's no question. I think that the next generation Challengers, the next generation Mustangs, all of those, you're gonna see hybrid versions of those cars because we have to. Right. Um, it's 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 not something that the manufacturers are gonna steer away from for the simple fact that that's what makes them money. Mm-hmm. And the muscle car market and the performance car market is a very small segment. I mean, that's one of the reasons that. You know, Ford isn't doing passenger cars. That Chevy is not going to do passenger cars for much longer, and that technology is where their bread and butter comes from. There will always be that muscle car enthusiast that wants that that theater, and they'll mm. they'll do that. But I don't think you're going to see in the next say ten years. I don't think you're going to see big push rod V8s. I don't think you're. I think everything's going to go down twin turbo sixes. Mm. You know, turbo fours, and it makes sense. Do I like it? For me personally, no, but I completely understand yeah, it, and right. I know that's the way it's going to go. Totally agree. Yeah, 
I think know. that's realistic. I wonder what that means for Hellcat values. I think it means they're all going to go Good. up. Good. Yeah. I, I think everything that... End of an era, right? Yeah, but I think you're going to generate a whole new level of enthusiasm from people who want the, you know, guys that are in their teens and their 20s now are going to be yeah. behind for those cars. Yeah. And gals. And gals. So where do you go here? You got the, the Hellcat, the Demon, the Red Eye. Mm -hmm. Is it the Black Eye? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so w on this question one of the things that just feels completely uh written already is that like electric cars and everything it's just it's so good it's just going to get better and it's going to be everybody's daily driver soon and it kind of should be well i feel like it's yeah i mean yeah. enthusiasts should still have a place but for everyone else for yeah 98 percent of the people yeah. out there it's like it's an awesome solution that works mm -hmm. really well it's, it's also pretty fast it's getting there yeah and and so it feels like just when you start soaking in it that there's going to be people that want to steer toward the edges of like getting some sort of excitement over these super fast cars and so there would be like a muscle car version but then I, i'm conflicted because at the same you're time you're saying a pure electric muscle car version well, and when I say muscle like car, I just mean motor. something yeah. that's super fast. Yeah. That's going to be, oh, yeah. uh, you're going to get the same speed thrills. You don't get all of the sense of occasion and you don't get the rumbling, but it's still going to be there. I think there are a percentage of the people doing them who are into the muscle cars because of the speed. And it's like, you know, uh, the sound is an, uh, you learn to love that anyways, but it really is. They're trying to go fast and you're going to be able to answer that with electric cars. But the part, the hitch for me is that, um, all of these cars are going to be super fast. So the difference between like an electric car tuned to be extra fast and a regular car that's going to already be super fast, like maybe there's not even going to be enough of a difference where, you know, maybe tuning when it comes to electric cars isn't a thing, right? Like, yeah. how do you like, do you just have fatter tires or something? And I, I don't like, how do you put that traction down? Maybe, maybe there's not going to be enough of a difference when we get to the later. I, mean, I think as, as, yeah, as Mike said, I mean, I think there's def absolutely, as you can see with the Tesla lineup, I mean, the limitation there, the drive, there's some drivetrain shit, but it's really the tires, right? So, and, and they're building, the reason I mentioned the evolution is that they're building juicier and juicier packages, right? Where they have more and more electric power and output. So I think you will still have that. There will be performance. But admittedly, though, I mean, shit, like electric motors are way more efficient and you get instant torque and power. So there will be faster than what we have now. But I think you will still have those sort of exceptions, right, where they're performance oriented. Um, I think uh, with the, you know, with the future Hellcat EV, you can just put some bias plies on it and put some fake rumbling through the I was thinking fake stuff. rumbling is going to be a thing. How about the electric noises? Like Art tried to sell us uh -huh. a Formula E a couple of years ago. No. And it's like, you know, the wah. Have you been with Formula E race? I haven't. No. It's no. the most depressing thing is it, ever. It sounds good on on the Dude, on TV. It's, it's like going to a, a He a tried K1. to convince us it sounded good. He K1. said better than F1. No. I'm, I'm pretty disappointed with the current F1 sounds, but yeah. it, I haven't heard them since the V10 era. Well, how, so I feel V8. like I'm the oldest guy here. How old is everybody? Yep, you're the oldest guy here. What's late 30s? I'm totally okay. Like, okay, like by a large yeah. margin. So, you know, growing up, we we were surrounded by V8s. When we thought Formula One, we heard, I mean, it was just wailing and screaming and yep. everything. And that's what racing was. And that's still, you know, when I think of what racing is. And you, we, I went to one Formula E race and I was like, this, this is awful. Yeah. Like, I don't want to hear, it's basically like going to go back to when you were like, I don't know, 15 years old and you or 10 years old and you got an electric a remote control car. Yeah, yeah right. You zung it around. Everybody. Well, that was great until your friend showed up with like a gas powered RC10, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. and then you were like, "Oh, yeah. that's the best thing I've ever seen." Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. That will always be the case. Yep. I'm not saying that that electric cars aren't going to be the future because we obviously know that they are, but at some point you're going to see a market shift where people want to go back and you're going to see the enthusiasts aren't going to give a shit about electric cars because the fact of the matter is they don't do anything viscerally for you. Mm -hmm. Like when I, I drove a 918, mm -hmm. I was so excited to drive that and I was so depressed after I got out. Really? Hmm. Fast, unbelievably yeah. fast. And that also has a, a V8. It's also with, got a V8. Uh, you know, Made yeah. great sounds, did everything. <laughs> yeah, I think that the, with the... Don't get me wrong. Like I, I'm totally on board with you there, especially with, uh, you know, with the Formula One 
thing. I mean, I, I feel like I've been so kind of like disappointed. The word is flaccid about modern yeah. <laughs> Formula One. I mean, with Formula One now, I love to watch. I still watch it on TV. I still mm -hmm. like to watch, you know follow it and see what's going on with the drivers and teams. And technology is awesome, but I don't feel compelled enough to go watch it or see it. And it's and not not even see it, hear it. Right? right. And that's the thing is right. like, that was the draw. Like, that's why, like, I made it a point the last year they had, you know, the, the I think it was the V8s, right? In 2013. Mm -hmm. um, I made it a point to go to Singapore, which is the loudest race because I had to experience it one last time before it disappears, you know? And like, yeah, to this day, I'm like, okay, cool. Eventually I'll make it, I guess. Humble, but like, it's one of those things, right? So, uh, but I don't know. I agree with you there. I just, I just think that uh, the, the, the Formula E thing for me, I think is more about the actual racing. Like from what I see, it's like, it's way closer than formula one. Mm -hmm. It's really exciting to see teams like investing in, in, you know, in this new technology and see what they do with it, you know? And it's like, yeah. it's way more of a level playing field and, and the racing is real. These guys are crashing constantly because they're so mm -hmm. close. Art's like, all about watching that robo racing. So hello, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of the thing. I mean, I was, but admittedly, I did think that the uh, the the electric cars sounded interesting from the YouTube videos that I saw. Yeah, but, but I haven't been to an actual race. So. To sum up for the for the question asked, it's hard to replicate a muscle car in an electric car. It, basically. No, it's impossible. Yeah, I I just don't. Th I think, and again, it's it's the future. We know that yeah. it's going to go there. It's I'm. Listen, I I have these conversations all the time. I'm a dinosaur, and I understand that. Mm -hmm. um, I understand that. The cars that I love, they're, you know, they might as well be a freaking Conestoga wagon, right? Because that's basically the technology. In the same token, I, I get it, right? And you know, listen, at, at my age, I don't want to drive to, I don't want to drive across the country in a big block muscle car anymore. I've done that a hundred times. Yeah. I want to drive in something that's quiet, that's composed, that I can, you know, I don't want it to drive myself or drive itself. I'm yeah, yeah. totally have no, I don't want to go down that road. But, um, it, you know, it, it's the future. As long as there's still a place and we, you know, we're in California, so they're going to outlaw everything eventually. Um, everything. Yeah, everything. <laughs> For the cars that, that we Birkin love. stocks only. Well, they're going to outlaw cars entirely. We're just going to be uh, teleportation. Uh, and we're against teleportation <laughs> on this podcast. Yeah. Good. We've taken a stand early. Good. Yeah, we firm took a stand. <laughs> like, I was yeah, like podcast ago. number five. It really was. Yeah. Um, let's get on to question number two, shall we? Oh, <laughs> goodness gracious. <laughs> we are dinosaurs. Angry Bird GTI says, since the new Supra is drawing criticism from everyone, and rightly so, yuck, what two companies would you want to collaborate on a singular car? Doesn't have to be rooted in reality. Was Great to hang out with you guys in Scottsdale last week. Hashtag tan cam. Nice. It was good. Thanks, nice Chris. Nice hanging out with you, Chris. Um, so, a two companies collaborate to make a new car. What's it going to be? So, <clears throat> this, it, it's, this this collab is just a Lexus motor in the BMW chassis. Well, no, this is literally Toyota a motor. BMW. It's a oh, BMW. the motor and everything. everything. Re it's a chassis. Yeah. It's a rebodied, rebodied Z4. Yeah. Yeah. And they're calling it the Supra? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's that, so fucked exactly. because we've all been waiting for so long for that. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Brian. Yeah. Preach. Preach. <laughs> yeah, it's okay, literally just setting a baseline. So it's not really a collaboration. It's just a name thing. I mean, it's Pretty a collaboration. But... And, so, and, and Supra and Toyota tune the suspension. <laughs> to, and, uh, quote, unquote. Yeah. Lotus tune the Isuzu. Right, Exactly. It's pretty sad, dude. I don't know. I'm... I mean, and it, it's like barely bigger than an FRS. It kind of looks, it's like, it's yeah. no good. It has might, weird fake door vents yeah. on I might the doors. Take a, like, yeah, any door vents. I might take That's the cool. opposite move there is you take a unreliable car and give it Toyota reliability. Yeah. So what's that? that? So what do you know throw in? Is. Alpha or something? No, they already have the, they have a Dodge motor. Yeah. Like they Lotus, already do the Lotus, Lotus Elise. Lotus basically, the Lotus Elise they is did that, that right? Yeah. But that's that's really they just use the motor only. Right and now, and the Lotus Evora has the Toyota yeah. Camry V6, right. yeah. which is a pretty smart move. It Supercharged V6, move. right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, so, so I'm in a weird place because yeah. all I want in the world right now, I think, is a Renault Alpine A110 with yes. a manual oh, transmission. Yes. Yes. So who do they who do they collaborate with to put a fucking manual? NA oh, the motor, new one. Manual transmission oh, with an NA motor one, in that. Yeah. Like, what is that? Because it's an automatic Mazda, only Mazda yeah. Miata. So it's it's a Mazda uh, Renault collaboration. Yeah. They put a, a high revving NA dual overhead cam for Re rear engine though, right? No, they're mid R. So it's, it's a mid, mid, right? mid engine car with a manual transmission. Like so, that's a good one. Yeah, I think Mazda with Renault to yeah. build a more analog A110. I like it. Yeah, that's I like I that too. 
Okay, moving on. Uh, PFM California says, where do all of you place European-American hybrids like the Detomaso Pantera, Iso Griffo, is it Griffo, uh, yeah. Jensen Interceptor, etc.? Are they sports GT cars or muscle cars from outside Detroit? Way outside. Mm. I, I love them. I see them as GTs. Yeah, but, they're and, GTs. And I like them a lot. I GTs. love them. The, the, the some awesome Mangusta. Give me a Mangusta. Yeah. On just that's, I'm all ISO. So yeah. so, I mean. What are you? The, I, the, whatever the ISO is that races Rolta? at the uh, Laguna at the prehistorics that we see, it's the blue one that's in with all the other muscle cars. Oh, I don't know. Does anybody feel me? Does anyone Griff? remember? I think it's a Griffo. I, I, is it a Griffo? I think so. Yeah, I, I, It looks kind of like, uh, well, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I'll have to maybe find a picture of it. It's kind of the best of both worlds, right? Yeah. It's kind of, I mean, yeah. You get to go to O'Reilly's for parts. Yeah. Yet, yeah. Yet no one knows that as you pull in and it's a barking V8. And uh, those, a lot of those cars are still like really good values too. Like when we were at RM, there was some cool. Yeah. Interceptors that, aren't bringing a lot of money. You can yeah. pick those that up Italia for real. Italia we saw. We saw an Italia. Yeah, yeah. that's a beautiful car. Um, yeah. And that's a Ford, I think a Windsor V8. Yeah. I'm struggling. With a beautiful I'm struggling body. with the GT car thing. I'm str- a Pantera is not a GT car. That's a muscle car with a wedge body on it. I think. Yeah. But it's, I mean, mid I mean, it's a sports car. Pantera is a sports, a sports car. Yeah, it's a more of a sports car. car. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Oh, sure. Yeah, because when that was out, I mean, really? you were talking about. It's less of a GT because it. Because it's, it's not a comfortable, it's not a touring, touring car, no. like yeah. an inter, like a Jensen Interceptor. That's a that's GT a GT. Car. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely you know, a GT Man, car. Mangusta, that would be a GT mm-hmm. car. Um, I think Mangusta is my favorite of that. Yeah, but it's such a badass looking. Pantera has been ruined by all the the guys like doing the chrome engine bays. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, like the they take out the trunk liner and show all the chrome. Yeah, suspension. It's, it's a mistake. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and they put the huge wheels on them. Like they look so good stock. It's just a stock. It just for me, I feel like the muscle car thing is more engine than chassis in a way. Like a lot of the times, or if not all, well, but, and so that's where the Pantera fits for me. It's just like this flimsy thing with like this huge motor, and it's just like not a. It's not necessarily a good driving. Well, have you ever driven one? No, like well, I'm. They're they're awful. They're awful, right? So <laughs> yeah, they're not they're not good cars to drive. I mean, they're yeah. they're okay. Yeah, but you, you're never gonna get out and be like, that was amazing. You're gonna be like, I almost died. I survived, yeah. and that was amazing. Right. Okay. So muscle car. It, it is. I mean, it, <laughs> man, it has that, you know, that panache to it where it oh, makes all the right and stuff like that. Yeah, and it's beautiful. And, and it's, it's yeah, yeah, it's badass looking for sure. Yeah. It is a Revolta. Is the one that I was. Oh, thinking. sweet. Yeah, yeah. That's an awesome car. Yeah, beautiful. There's another one I'm thinking of. It's Swiss built, but I can't. Bob Lutz has one. Dude, how about the uh, the bandages? The Aston Martin bandages from the so early. cool. Oh, the dude, 80s. They're yeah, the best. Dude, awesome. that's, that's, that's it's, the it's one. like a Mustang, but that's like. Uh, but those aren't American engine. No, no, but, but, they're but, just, but it's got that, whole, that's the closest foreign... European counterpart to an American muscle yes, car. Yes, right. Yeah, I mean. That, there there was one at Pebble last year that was dark blue oh. with these. Oh. Yeah, I was at a shop recently and they car. had the first one ever. It was actually the car that went to the the whatever auto show, like Frankfurt or whatever. Yeah. For and it was a pale yellow, almost like a '65 Mustang. So fucking beautiful. 1980. It was yeah. the cover car. It was, mm-hmm. it was so great. Sorry, I was staring at my phone. What what model is it you're talking it's about? The Aston Martin Vantage V. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they the made old, it up until 90 or something. Old right? school yeah. one. Yeah, they got fat. I didn't yeah, know. Like they got the bigger 90s. fender flares and they got like some cladding. There was a Big convertible. Yeah, I didn't know those were American Motors. They're not. No, they're, they're not. not. Oh, they're not. we were just saying. Just we went off on a tangent of muscle cars. Got it. Foreign muscle cars. Yeah. Racing Ali says, if you could take any piece of modern automotive technology back with you to the late 1800s and give it to the automakers then, what would it be? Oh, we've kind of had this question. Yeah. Before. Late 1800s, though. Late 1800s. That's like first cars. Early. You bring it to Mercedes. Like, disc brakes are worthless because you're not going fast enough yeah. to need them. Right. And same with tire technology. It's like, nah. Air conditioning. <laughs> they don't even have bodies. You got to start with roofs, yeah. Um, how about... Uh, cooling technology weren't they always overheating I don't know weren't, aren't they constantly fucking adjusting timing and ignition uh, why not yeah. something on the steering wheel what about right. EFI dude <laughs> yeah. like a, or mechanical and fuel injection there yeah, you go right, right. fuel how injection about, how about mag ride mag ride yeah. dude <laughs> seriously holy how about, shit how about it's gonna tires. make a big difference tires no but I was yeah. saying tires are you don't even go fast 10 enough. miles an hour I, yeah. but you can go over everything <laughs> dude yeah, yeah. That, I mean that archaic fucking carriage suspension is a good idea. even just yeah. coil over like just because yeah, well, you watch the, the mean, old videos and people are like bouncing yeah, around like, and everything yeah. it's like they also at that point they had terrible roads right they thought if you went over 20 your face would fall off too so well the misconceptions <laughs> back then they had about speed was 
Oh, <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It must it has to be tires. All right. Um I'm going a mechanical fuel injection. Mechanical <laughs> fuel I just, injection. I, I can't fucking smell nasty carburetor <laughs> bullshit. I hate tuning carburetors. How about like <laughs> you're like muscle car? Like, that's right. That's right. All right. How about just a standard like pedal setup? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm thinking it a little bit differently. Uh what about just like the little bars that you install into the armrests in the back seat? Jesus Christ, that's the thing. <laughs> Wait, wow, cup We're holders. Like, okay, cup, cup holders. Yeah, yeah. Dude, how I about, bet that. I mean, how about it. airbags? Airbags? I mean, how about seatbelts? Like ten mile an hour accidents. Yeah, you know what? That's <laughs> yeah. like, everything in the in the driver's compartment was a fucking death. How machine. How about a starter just, motor? Yeah, that was. Oh, that was good like, call, Lane. Yeah. That's a winner, I think. Starter motor. Yeah. Can you imagine? Crank anything. Yeah. Crank yeah. it every time. It was also gas powered. And, <laughs> and it like whips your your oh, yeah. arm off. Snap back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh -huh. Buick, right? Was that the first electric starter? Mm -hmm. I don't. Know. Yeah, no, we don't. We don't need those anymore. There's way too many things that they were missing. Yeah. Like that thing would not change anything. Exactly why I go to the armrest bar. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like... Like, why none of this honestly, other stuff matters. I honestly think cup holder. <laughs> That'd probably be the one. Yeah. yeah. Like, Do you have to invent this for their, for their also? For their coffee, you know? Absolutely. When they're going they're through flying, the drive-thru. Everybody had a cup, right? <laughs> everybody drove. Everyone had tea, right? The Brits, everybody had tea. for sure. They, they were definitely you drinking know? tea in the back of that shit. Oh, they would have loved that. Yeah, for sure. Bobby Reed says, I have a beautiful oh, 1972... Well, a radio? Did they have those back then? <laughs> All those That'd radio be a huge stations. advancement. All those radio stations. <laughs> hey, they're coming to you. MP3 player. MP3 player. <laughs> well, they spoke differently back then. No, right? Yeah. Um, I remember that that big hit. Yeah. <laughs> what was that one? 1892. Uh, I can't even think of a song that old. Bobby Reed said. I have a beautiful 1972 Pontiac Le Mans. Is it Le Mans? I always want to say Le Mans. <laughs> I think when you say American cars, Le Mans. Le Mans. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, with the Pontiac 400, Ride Tech coilover suspension, including tubular A-arms, C6 Corvette disc brakes, front and rear, and I'm currently installing Holley Sniper EFI. Wow. Okay. What's the next step? Replace the four-speed with overdrive? Build a 455 block I have? Something else? Question mark. Uh, step one, learn how to drive. Yes. Right. I, yeah. I don't want that to come across as yeah. a dick, but I'm going to no, say that. No, that's the right answer. Yeah. Because what you're doing is you're taking a car with 50 year old technology, with a 50 year old chassis and 15 year old aerodynamics, and you're trying to make it do shit it was never, ever meant to do. So while the car is going to be fun, it sounds like you've got the right components on it, don't ever expect it to compete with anything modern unless you build a flat out, full on race car. Um, if you're doing it as a hobby and you want to go out and you want to have fun on your back roads, that's fine. But understand that any any good driver in a Miata is going to beat you to death on twisty road. Yes. And that sounds like the direction he's going. Coilovers and good brakes. Tubular and, arms, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, that's, so and that's just enough to be scared of it, what he's yeah. going to be trying to do in the back and roads. And I know, I know for a fact, like, Bobby is a – he's raced lemons for 10 years. Yeah. He's older, you know, whatever. Yeah. He's in his – 40s 50s right and uh he has like 10 cars and mm -hmm. he has a 70s corvette he has a bunch yeah. of you know, 944 he has yeah. all kinds of stuff so he probably knows his way around a car if he does but... i mean just i mean design the car for what you want it to be but don't give yourself yeah. super high so expectations do you feel like i know you have the the dodges and stuff yeah. that are kind of retro you know like modded and sure. stuff do you feel like sometimes that's kind of like you're doing all this stuff and then you're like, eh, is it like, why did I do all this? Like, well, would it be better as a, a stock car with just like with a, with a big four barrel and yeah, I mean, you go through, I mean, I, it started, I've driven everything from bone stock cars to the most highly modified pro touring cars and stuff. And I remember when I first started modding my, my 68 charger back in 2002, right? Pro touring, that's when it really started. So tubular control arms, right? coilovers, big disc brakes on a muscle car, that was unheard of. And But back then, the stuff that was offered by the OEMs was still just okay. So you could actually build a car that could surpass the performance. We really can't do that now with what the aftermarket has. Um, you can come close, but you're really building a full-on race car. So when you see the cars like at Optima, at SEMA and whatnot, those are full on, those are, those are race cars, make no mistake. And yeah. they will go out and dance with any high performance car mm -hmm. because that's what they're built for. Yeah. If you're building a resto mod, then understand basically the only thing you're doing is you're, you're making it more efficient. 
you're giving yourself a better ride quality. You're bringing it up to mo somewhat modern standards with disc brakes and whatnot. Um, but make sure you drive it in that circumstance. Don't get over your head with it because it can spiral out of control really fast. And then you just end up ruining the car. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. And the safety equipment isn't really there either, well, by the way. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, well, you mean cages and stuff? Yeah. Well, just the yeah, seatbelts and that sort of thing. That yeah. was going to be my I mean, braking obviously makes the car braking, safer. I was glad to hear that because, I mean, it's it's crazy how people go nuts on their drivetrains and just go with, like, pads. It's like, are you fucking crazy, well, right, look, for a heavy car like that? The, the problem is you've got cars that are – there's no side impact protection. There's no crumple zones, right? There's no collapsible steering columns, right? So if you get into an accident – you finished. Mm -hmm. It's not like yeah. you're gonna make it. You're finished. Yep. So, and people don't seem to realize. Oh, it's got 900 horsepower. Where the fuck are you going? Because yeah. yeah, yeah. you're not stopping. <laughs> and if somebody hits you, you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The 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 only thing that I had there to suggest was it was a nice bucket seat. I don't know if he has that because it sounds yeah. like he's going for more performance oriented driving. A good seat will connect you better to the chassis, makes you understand what's happening with the car more than anything else, really. So I think it's good to have that to that connection. Oh, there's no right? question. And it'll be it, fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's from a visceral experience. I'll have a blast with it. Wagonista says, I think the Lexus LC 500 is more like the Supra than the new Supra. It definitely is. I also feel like the FRS is more like the Celica than the AE86 they claim to be channeling. What other nameplates are super misaligned? What should have been split off as a new name or resurrected with an old name? And why the hell is every new car name a weird acronym? Mm. The Lexus should they should have made a Toyota version of that as the Supra. That's slap twin turbos on it. Yeah, and because that's an NA motor, and, and that's actually a really good comparison that, yeah. that they made. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's a really good. And it would be an upper echelon car like the Supra yes. when it yeah. ended was forty something grand. Right. So now that would be eighty five grand or right. something, which is right in line with the Lexus LC whatever oh. LCF right five hundred. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean that would be I perfect, agree. right? But yeah, mm -hmm. that that's totally. kind of. Have my, you seen the new Supra, Mike? The new. Have you seen the Supra in person yet? The new no, one. No, I, oh, I mean okay. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I really I, I don't care about you it. You shouldn't at all. care. You shouldn't care. <laughs> we saw it at Scottsdale. It was nothing. Uh, so other nameplates that are super misaligned. What about that Celica comment, by the way? Yeah, I I'm not kinda, sure which. I, I kind of feel it. What did he say? He said the BRZ or the whatever the FRS like the Celica than the eighty-six. Oh, I I don't. So I don't see a, is a Corolla, right? So yeah, I don't yeah. see I don't see that. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Because the A eighty six was a rear wheel drive, like right. lightweight. Yeah, like yeah, but the Celica was more of the drive. body style, and it was also rear wheel drive, right? Yeah, like an eighty five Celica. Yeah. yeah, but it was like not. It didn't. It was like a super basic motor. Like it didn't have. It like, wasn't. It wasn't a performance car when it came out. Yeah, exactly. Well, it was economy. It was a cool looking economy. The, the FRS is a basic motor too. Uh, There's no change there. You know, seven thousand plus yeah. RPM redline. It's always been touted as a, as a performance car. Yeah, it's a, it's a total thing. sports car. I feel. I mean, not that the Celica, the early Celicas weren't. I think it's just the the Corolla GTS was like you know factory LSD. You know, high revving, dual overhead cam, sixteen valve motor, like lightweight, like driver focused, slow car fast. Like, but wasn't there also the, the GTS version of the Celica? Yeah, yeah, but it just had fender flares and a twenty two RE motor, which right. is nothing. It's like what they yeah had the, the truck motor. Yeah, I mean, you can I mean, kind of, you, you can kind of put it either way. It's just, it's, it's almost like you could flip a coin and be like, which car do we name? What do we name it? You know, Celica? Do we name it this? They also kind of ruined Celica. They kind of like ram that name into the ground a little bit mm -hmm. with the last one with the last one i think yeah, was, we yeah, saw yeah. one today on the way here and <laughs> it, they always body have kit awful body with that, that those little strakes underneath the door uh kind of swooped up there was a weird it. like toyota talk body about a kit. car that i was not interested in at all so yeah. <laughs> <I really laughs> but, but if they had made a rear wheel drive i mean yeah it looks like it should be right the shape and everything yeah and they had a cool little motor that 180 horsepower lotus motor which they should have put it in the MR2 Spider. Right. They never did for mm -hmm. some reason. But you know what's annoying is when car manufacturers bring back an old name, like 935, the the new Porsche. Oh yeah. Uh, Moby Dick thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because then you reference the car and you don't know don't which know one you're, you're talking, talking about. about. Or yeah. I don't know. There's certain things like that, that happen, mm -hmm. right? Um, I can't think of another example right well, now. Well, BMW but... is also the worst. You go like BMW 2002 and you, yeah. you it shows 2002 BMWs. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like that, that's a tough for. one, yeah. Um, as far as this name uh, misdesignation thing, like 
the only thing I can think of is the obvious one for like BMW where the new three series is really the same series as, you know, same size as a five series previously. And you just look back through the generations and it kind of, right. they just bloated in size and you just lost the low. Well, then end. they add a smaller model, the and one or two. Yeah. yeah. It just, BMW totally checked I feel like we've yeah. asked this question before because my answer was the Renault Fuego. Like the Fuego is fire. And like, it's like this like basic little weird car. That, no, it was a coupe. I mean, it was a, well, and they had a turbo. thing, but it's like, it's not, I don't know. It doesn't, it, it's not spicy. It was enough. exciting. No, it's not the, spicy enough. <laughs> no, there was nothing. You spicy. saw the one at Radwood LA. Yeah, yeah. They're cool. Clean. I mean, they're... it was, it was in great shape. <laughs> yeah. But that's all you can say. That's all, right. Like, that's a really nice way. A friend of ours, uh, you know, bought a 675 LT and I'm like, oh, cool. That's a really fast car. And he's like, yeah, but this and that race car, this I'm like, yep. Uh, a lot of carbon fiber on that one. You know, it's like, like don't, yeah, I don't, don't what the, I, mean, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, like, it was so funny because I saw the interaction, like Art's text. It was all like facts. Like, that thing's quick. Yeah. That thing's really fast. Don't care. Oh, cool. <laughs> that thing has four wheels. Yeah. It's very bright orange. Yeah. You know, Mike OT says, what is Mike Musto's favorite rad era car? If so, how oh, about wow. U.S. import choices? So maybe that's if that's it's a- not... Uh, if it's not a U.S. import, what would be your choice there? So, rad era car, eighty through ninety nine. Wow, that I mean, that's that's high school, and for me, college yeah. for me. So, um, it was the stuff that that people might consider now. Um, I don't know. It, it for me, it was like like a Testarossa or a Countach or a nine thirty because back like when we were in high school and when we were kids, you know. If you saw a Testarossa or you saw a Countach, that was an event. That was crazy. Yeah. That, yeah. that yeah. wasn't like, like now. If you saw a picture of one of those cars, well, that was an event. You're like, I mean, I, I, yeah. remember I have this poster. I had, you know, Countach on my wall and a yeah. Testarossa. It, it was an event where if you saw one on the street, you talk about it for weeks. Yep. Yep. Where now you see one on the street, you're like, I, I don't really care. And that's, yeah. that's with the supercars. Right, we're talking. Yeah. If you see a Pagani on the street, you're like, oh, I saw a Pagani. Okay, well, I'll go to Pebble Beach or I'll see it on the internet yeah. in 30 seconds. The the attachment that you form to these cars from such a great distance was so much tighter than any attachment you form to a car today. Yeah, you're right. Because they were kind of a mystical beast, as opposed to, oh, I could just look it up on my stupid phone and find it. And that takes all the fun out of it. It takes mm. all the the excitement out of out of the cars. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, for that era, you're talking, you know, Testarossa or, or Countach. Or, and how about U.S. Uh, version of the Rad era? Yeah, I mean, oh, I, did he mean uh, made by U.S. manufacturer? Well, I think he was just saying what U.S. car, U.S. Or yeah. import. But you are, mentioned some imports. Yeah. So what U.S. Um, car would have been like your kind of high school, college, Radwood car? I mean. Rad for us was, I think it, it was a little bit different. Um, U.S. cars in the 80s weren't really rad. Like, they, yeah. like we had, like, if you had, where I'm, you know, for in New York, if you owned, like, a Camaro, like an IROC or a Transit, you were just a Guido. Yeah, right? yeah. And that's what you were. It wasn't, you were just like, oh, I have fucking another Guido and a Transit, <laughs> yeah. another Guido and an IROC. Um, I think that American cars, man, that's... GNX? GNX always was, was that yeah, that was one of the few American exotics that, and and it is an American exotic where people would go, holy shit, that's you know, yeah, they saw that, that, that plate and they yeah. were like, oh, what number is it? What number is it? Right. So that was one. Um, How about like about, Corvette ZR1 or something like uh, that? ZR1 a little bit, but not that much. GNX, if you saw um, a Cyclone or a Typhoon, yeah, like, those that's were big. always special. Yeah. And right? those are still eye catching at, they at are, our shows that yeah. you definitely stop and take a look uh what about tuners of the air like a saline um kind of shitty place to be for very long really nobody really gave a shit you know what i mean you were just like eh. you know like saline i mean in new york dude saline mustangs were everywhere yeah and nobody they were i mean they were still slow i mean they were fast yeah they were still 225 horsepower yeah 225 man rip your face (laughs) off 067.3 or something so (laughs) yeah i mean there unfortunately there weren't that many rad things i mean Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What's what catches my eye now aren't the cars that were holy shit, look at that thing go by. It's the cars that survived. Holy crap, a Renault Fuego. Someone took care of it, you know, that uh Dodge D fifty that was at LA show. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Right? Like that's not a special car. No. But the fact that it was had like a ten thousand dollar paint job 
and someone went through every single detail and it's perfect like that's that. so cool i want we should have talked to the owner we should find him because i'm sure there's a connect maybe it was his dad's truck or something like, yeah because it's it's so like it was some, amazing to restore that it was better than song. better than new <laughs> yeah and here we are you know 30 years later yeah i mean a uh, work I, truck dude I, I i genuinely brian i really really like first gen uh, you know turbo caravans i think those are awesome to see a mint one of those exactly so cool like you just rip brian's soul <laughs> but that's fucking no bad. i mean i just don't understand Manual when he flopped turbo caravan with the wood th siding in pristine right? condition out in of great the condition well, i'm all about like it. a set of perfect uh middle and back row seats how about what a set of fuck? perfect uh what are those, like <laughs> wire spoke hubcaps I, maroon, I think, maroon. I think maroon. we can all appreciate any anything i'm always amazed that you see cars from the 80s and the 90s that are nice because they were I mean, American car, they were garbage. Absolutely. Right? So yeah. when you see one in perfect condition, it's it, it's kind of a miracle. Like, so that's, I think that's the thing. I think that's the thing. It doesn't have to be that badass car like a GNX or something. No, show me it, a Chevy Celebrity. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, my God. There was a Chevy Nova, a late, based on a uh, Corolla. Yeah, um, yeah. early 90s. Twin cam. That our friend Ethan Tufts owned, and he brought to Sonoma Radwood, and it was amazing. Amazing, was, I remember that. It car. was perfect, right? right. Black with yep, the absolutely. silver trim, and uh, had yeah. the sticker, window sticker, the brochure. I mean, it was perfectly preserved. Yeah. How? Why? Why? Right? <laughs> it just it just survived, and that's almost more interesting than seeing someone For that sure. preserved and a cool car because it's kind of expected. I right? mean, now I like the ugliest graphic packages. Same here. Oh, you know, dude. stuff like Same that. Same here. It's Splash like, and yeah. I, I had fucking a, all I remember of it. this was probably about ten years ago. I I needed a pickup truck for my my motorcycles, and I I went out and I bought a '96 Dodge Dakota Mark uh -huh. III edition. Now I don't know if you've ever. Well, what edition? It was Mark III. Mark III was an aftermarket company that would go in and modify anything, right? They'd modify Ooh. your conversion van. They'd modify your pickup truck. Oh, yeah. I have seen conversion yeah. vans with that. And yeah. then it was, it had, so picture a, a Dakota pickup truck with red side skirts all the way in the back. Whoa. Oh, God. Painted red bed rails, two-tone leather interior, Whoa. a center con, or an above overhead console with electroluminescent <laughs> lights that you put on and they would literally flicker like a porno palace. Oh, wow. We just had an Uber drive with <laughs> oh, the same dude, setup. It was and I, and it had these these purple, white and and red graphics on the side like a like one of those coffee cups that you would see yeah, yeah, on the solo cup. Yeah. yeah. On the outside of the car. Oh, on the outside. Yeah. Oh, and I oh, no. I remember I and a set of American racing five spoke wheels that were 15s. Mm -hmm. And I remember I brought it home and my wife who wasn't my wife at the time looked at me and she goes I'm, I'm not getting in that <laughs> and it was I, I bought it because it was cheap and it had a 318 in it it, was, it fit my need but it was it was awful mm. and that's what they did yeah. and I don't know what marketing guy yeah. thought that was going to hold up well over. Dude, and now but, if you saw one at a Radwood you'd be brought to your knees I, I would I would <laughs> the money would just well, start pouring out of the pockets I would I'd appreciate it, but I wouldn't want it. Oh, for sure. That's a hundred. That's you know? like ninety-five percent oh, yeah, of the cars yeah. that are shows. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'm happy that exists and that someone brought it. It's not for me, but it's. Right. I'm really glad it survived. It's I'm glad ridiculous. Someone, it's I'm glad yeah. someone likes it. it. Yeah, yeah, right. for sure. Yeah. Uh, Hood Rat Rally says, if you could go back in time to your high school days, staying within the same budget of your vehicle at the time, would you purchase something different or keep what you had? It's a tough question. Yeah, so, so if you go back to the car you had when you were in high school, 17, 16, yeah. whatever, would you have bought something different yes. or, or relive the yeah. same thing? No. Would you? I had a, I had a 19, when I was in high school, I had a 1984 300 ZX. Wow, oh. fancy guy. And it, yeah. And it was. And how much did you pay for it? it wow, God, it was seven grand or something like that. Oh, that's a that's lot of a money. Lot. I was yeah. big. Was you were big. balling. I worked like a man. What year, what year was this? That you 84. Had oh, so you bought a brand new? Oh no no no! I was in high school, oh, late okay. '80s, so I bought it. I bought a second gotcha, hand with about gotcha. eighty thousand miles on it. Yeah, yeah. And um, but it was a, it was a two plus two T tops, leather interior, digital desk. Talk to you when you open the door, mm. you know. Um, and it was it was a, it was a great car, but for seven grand, I mean, I would have gone back and I would have bought another five sixty eight Chargers, right? Or I would have bought a right. Cuda, or I would have right. bought something. But you don't, yeah, you yeah. just don't know. Yeah, right? and because back then. All those cars were just old. Can you imagine yeah. seven grand to, in that market? What oh, you could have got, you, right? Dude, you could. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I look at it now and I'm like, oh my god, the stuff yeah. that you yeah. can could have bought. Dude, you could 19, probably get a three fifty six, like nineteen eighty eight or something. Oh, yeah. oh you could have bought. You could, yeah, dude, you almost six were 
four grand. Yeah, there you can almost grand. Yeah. nothing. You can almost touch like a seventy three RS. Yeah, <laughs> like for like twice that. But yeah, just I, think about it. The ZX is still worth seven. <laughs> so if, if, yeah, if on, on its best day, you could have just held your value. On its, on its <laughs> Not with uh, inflation. That's yeah. pretty crazy to I, think about right there. I'm gonna be the. I'm gonna be that guy as they say and say that I was very stoked with my purchase and I don't think I would change it. I bought a seventy one well, BMW two thousand. Like five hundred. Oh no, that's good. Five hundred bucks, and it's the exact car that I wanted. So like. I, I didn't want anything else. That's what I wanted. I don't know what I could have done. I bought a $300 Mazda. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I had a yeah. Mazda 626. It's like whatever, whatever. With a bungee corded trunk. Like, I, it was 300 bucks. I'm not sure I could have bettered that purchase. You could have gone by the Skeleton what? House and they would have built you a Mighty GTI. Max? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mighty Max would have been good, but it was only, that's small too, you know. Mighty Max with a mini Dodge Ram. There yeah. you go. Dual label. Brian, you had a little I, dough. You well, spent... I had 1500 bucks oh, and I bought my dad's Nissan pickup. That's pretty hard. You had a little Joe. I'm like, what model is that? But yeah. One question I could ask myself is that I passed up the $900 Skylark convertible. Yeah. And maybe I would have been school, able dude, to got that out of my system. You would have had a way better girlfriend. <laughs> wasn't there I a mean, pink Cadillac or something? Or a pink? What's that? Oh, that was Kevin. The pink? Wasn't there a pink? No, car? the Dodge Monaco. Oh, Four door Dodge oh, Monaco, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Jeez, sort of. Biggest, biggest motor yeah. in high school is what he was no, saying. slowest car in high school. Slowest <laughs> car also. Yeah. <laughs> it had it's so slow. If it was late 70s, it was slow. So slow. It was like a 60. No, it was like a early I'd, 60s. I, if it was early, if it was late 60s? No, it was early. I think it was like 64-ish. 64, yeah. It would be very easy to tell if we did a quick Google search because there were like super squared off ma- the mouth like, and everything on the super, front. It wasn't right. rounded off yet. Okay. I guess 440 is kind of pushing a little late. 440 wouldn't have been a 440 if it was early 60s. It might have been. Later like, 60s then. Later 60s could have been 383, yeah. 440, 318. Yeah. I mean... We didn't even check the numbers too. Right. It probably was not a 440. It was actually, probably a four cylinder. <laughs> yeah. If it was a 440, you'd have known it. Yeah. It ran on Slant four six. cylinders. My first car, '79 Volkswagen Rabbit. I paid five hundred dollars for. It. I don't. Perfect. It, I bought what I could, and it was a forty thousand mile car off oh the original God. owner, and that thing was so sweet. So Side everyone winder. knows it listens, but it had what was called the Sidewinder Two package, and it was a. It was an option package from Volkswagen. They gave it to the dealers to install, and it was popular on Chiracos, but I've never seen another Rabbit with this package. So the car was yellow with brown and orange racing stripes down the hood, and then down the side, it had stripes, and it had a, a Sidewinder snake, and it said Sidewinder 2 on the side of the car uh, under the doors. Yeah. You and won't it was find a, a picture of it. A 79. A 1979. <laughs> so it had this small, Rabbit what are they, swallowtail tail lights or whatever? It was That's oh. post-swallowtail, but yeah, then you, the first, you promptly uh, painted it. I fucked Wait, it up. Si- rabbit? Si- I got to look it up. No, you won't. You can't find it. Lane has scoured. Yeah. You can't find it. You can't Lane find is it. going to like make a graphic to put on the internet. I, so I, then, yeah. 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 So then it will exist. This is, the only reason for the podcast is try to reach people yeah. so that Sidewinder, they can side pull up one of these Sidewinder twos. Sidewinder. Yeah. Not a single picture survives with that vehicle. No. No. They only made one in Lane. So Lane had this Volkswagen in Santa Cruz and by the owner. Like so he go to like primed it immediately. Because I was 16. 16 well, this is you like don't know. A yellow stupid sidewinder. Yeah. Yellow car with brown stripes when you're yeah. 16 is the worst. Yeah, that's how we know that time travel doesn't exist yet. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exist. Wow. Connor Coons photo says, uh, how has Lane liked his GTI? He goes on to say stuff. So stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he He's literally wearing a shirt right now know, that is the same tartan as his interior. <laughs> if that's any exactly. indication. My GTI, it's 2017 Mark 7 GTI. It's like, is the greatest all-around car ever. It really it's is. It's really perfect at everything it does. It's like, it's a manual transmission. Uh, it's quick. It handles well. It fits my kids. It's like comfortable. Got a great interior. Air conditioning works. The interior is great. It's like miles really per gallon. quality. Miles per gallon. 30-something miles per gallon on the highway. You know, uh, it's it's we pre-run rallies in it. It kicks ass. Uh, it's pretty much a perfect car. So, yeah, I, I don't have anything bad to say about it. I have like 50 something thousand miles on it and it's great it is a it's tremendous killer. value like yeah, 26 yeah, yeah. 27 yeah. grand yeah yep pictures of loud noises uh two-parter question best muscle car of all time to drag race and best to drive on a road course bone stock best muscle car to drag race <laughs> best to drive on a road course we're gonna have to get into definitions of muscle car at this point yeah. right yeah i mean yeah, it's a mustang muscle car like it's a right. are we talking or? classic muscle i imagine so. I so all right so classic i mean on a road course, they all sucked. 
that's I don't care what anybody says. Well, so answer this: so GT three fifty is that a no. muscle car? Uh, that's a yeah, that's a race car. car. That's a pony car. And that's a yeah, full on race car. That's at that a pony point, car. Right? So that would have been that would have been okay. Boss um, three hundred two or something. Boss three hundred two stuff like that. To drag race, you're probably talking like Thunderbolts and, yeah. stuff, and, and oh, things like, like that. Uh, GNX you know what I mean? or something. Yeah. Um, or what was the GNX with the? God, it's like a special edition. Uh, you know, any of the Dodge, like the, you know, 8990 lightweight cars, something yeah. like that, that were special special yes. drag race cars. Yeah. Were um, there some Copo drag cars too? Oh, were, sure. Yeah. They yeah. were like probably up there. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, every every dealer could could have put a kid on a car to make it a yeah. better car to drag race and whatnot. Um, so, I mean, they all went well in a straight line. Bone stock road course. Um, probably like the GT350s, yeah. Manual transmission. Yeah. Decent rubber. Relatively light. Relatively yeah. light. I mean, they only yeah. weighed. Yeah. 2,800 pounds. Yeah, and they had... 3,000 pounds. they had kind of a strut brace in the front. Yeah. I mean, they were they were spaghetti. <laughs> I mean, so why, sure. why does a Mustang not feel like a muscle car? This is a funny car. Right? And so Camaro... And so Camaro, thing. not pony really... Car. That's also a pony, pony car. car. Yeah. So then I feel... So when do we get... I'm super fuzzy on this. I don't know where it stands in my head. Like, it, But it feels like a little bit later is when we turn into... It's the muscle no, car... No, you can have like well, the fair lanes with the the nine and Muscle cars were, the, were pretty much when... It's when they started competing to well, keep it was, outdoing each other, right? Basically what happened was the manufacturers... I mean, the GTO is, is considered one of the first. Oh, right? it is like the first. And basically what the And that was the big did, motor in the mid-sized car. Intermediate car, yeah. biggest motor they had. Right. That's a muscle. That's car. a muscle car, right? The and so, the, the uh, Mustang does not fall into that because it was kind of like designed around car. that bigger yeah. motor. It's the right. little Falcon chassis. Yeah, that's right, like a Boss four twenty nine. That's a muscle car. That's yeah. right. a road race car. So right. like a Fairlane Fairlane with a four twenty seven or something. Yeah, muscle car. Yeah, the right? judge, judge, muscle car. You know, yeah. Hemi Chargers, Hemi Cooters, muscle cars. But like, you know, like a, a you know, a TA Challenger. Yeah, that's a pony car. Yeah. So same body, just. I think you know once you start getting in that big block power. Yeah, that's when you're this this muscle. is going to sound really weird, but mentally for me, like my whole life, '67, '68 Camaro pony car, '69 Camaro muscle car. That's weird, reason, dude. Because it's, it's got same... like the wider squatted body. Yeah. Like it feels more muscle to me, but it's it's a visual mental yeah. thing more than anything. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> so but weird. you could get those with 427s, I think, right? I don't even know how big they got on those. What for the Camaro? Yeah, the Camaros. How big could you go? On oh, that? I don't. Not in '69. No, right? you couldn't get a Camaro with a 427. Like uh. What they have? Three ninety six. Yeah. yeah. Turbo Brad says, uh, "What's Mike got against hearses?" No, Brad, you cannot go out and buy a hearse to travel across the country with all the Radwood stuff. No, we don't want this to no. happen. Either. No, I had this conversation with him already. No, Brad, unless you, it's you, like you know where I stand. A redone by Icon. Yeah, and you don't no... be that guy. <laughs> don't don't be that guy. Yes. No, there's That's a whole different no, type of show that you. There's would be no endorsing. reason to be that guy. Yeah. yeah. If you're gonna do it, do a six door Fleetwood. Yeah. Radwood is no, all the about only, great stuff. The There's only way is full Ghostbusters. That's not 80s. That's not, That's not, it's so 80s. I mean, it is, but it's like a. 50, I mean, literally like 50, full Ghostbusters, like yeah. you know, 59. Yeah, but then you gotta be that guy. Yeah, which that's, is, that's which even is cool worse. for about. I mean, at Radwood, that's the only way that I'm making it makes sense. I, I feel. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. It's, it's who are you gonna call? Not necessarily. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Brad is. Sorry, but the Brad. problem is that Brad is that guy. That's the problem. <laughs> he's a fucking dork. We love him, but he's a fucking dork. Kurt K. Photo says shows like Radwood, recent Haggerty articles, and auction results indicate we're going through a generational shift. Art. Hey, what's up? In the car community, but as prices and excitement rise for the cars of Gen X and Y, what will happen to boomer cars? Will typical 50s, 60s, and early 70s muscle and sports cars still command significant money? Will non-special edition examples become affordable again? Will Gen X and Y even care? It's a good question. And I talked to some people. We were in Scottsdale talking to Haggerty folks and um, making references to, like, not even American cars, but Jaguar, you know, XK120 values of kind of leveled and then dipped a little bit and dipped again and not like significant the sky is falling but there's something going on there and those are pretty well, cool cars it's when you go to things like pebble and you look at uh, take for example like the brass era cars yeah right you're looking at stuff where your average 21 year old 22 year old 40 year old 
I have no interest in those cars. I know. What do you None. even, what do you even I, I start? Think they're fine. Even There's if no someone connection gave, to it. I don't, what am I going to do with it? Even if someone gave it to you free. Don't. Mm, what, yeah. Where do you even start? No, like, it, what do you do? You have to be like an expert, an engineer. Well, like, and, and that's just it. And people, you've got the Jay Leno's of the world that will always appreciate those. And that's, mm -hmm. and that's fine. I think they'll always have their place amongst collectors. Especially that the upper echelon, the most significant car of that era, whether it's a certain body or a one-off thing, yeah. that, that'll always have a premium as an, yeah. an art piece, right? But, Van Gogh, right? Like you said, like a Model T comes along or whatever. Don't or, care. Or, right? Like, I mean, not, not that you don't care. Like I said, I it's, I mean, it's kind of cool. like the Fuego. Like yeah. you see one in great shape and you're like, that's amazing. That's cool but, for him. But I don't want it. Yeah, right. And I think that we, we're seeing this right now really big in the 50s cars, right? So all the pastel hot rods <gasps> that were done up like the Boyd Coddington hot uh, rods yeah. of, of the mid 80s and stuff like that with, yeah, with those ZZ tops. Yeah, what's the scene there? Those have dropped in value so much. I mean... 15 years ago, those were $60,000, $50,000. And we're talking, you know. Yeah, or more. You know, 100. 90s money. Yeah, then. inflation, yeah. Um, but now, 2020, yeah. Yeah. if that. And we're talking about one that's, it might, it might have been done in the Completely 80s to have all the done. best stuff. but And maybe it's going to be redone now. It, Someone, could, someone's going to buy it and yeah, then strip and it you, all and off. And you would kind of have to. The components that uh, were used were, were still okay. But yeah. just from a visual perspective, you can still so make bad. them so appealing. Yeah. But the audience needs to be reintroduced to them. Yeah, is that ever going to come back around though? Well, like pastels, the, the stupid like where people appreciate it, like they're appreciating the '80s stuff now. Like, um, where I, they're I, almost re appreciating the aesthetic of the '80s with these hot rods. Like, I, I think so. I mean, here's the th I mean, listen, guys like me. The the reason that Radwood is so amazing is that you're speaking. You're my, that's my generation. Those are the cars that I grew up with. Those are the cars that I lusted after. Right. Right. Um. I have, I'm fortunate enough to have the cars that I've always wanted from the 80s. And they're not. Except for mine. Except for yours. <laughs> except, for, yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, and they're, it's not that they're great cars. By today's standards, they're not. They're antiquated and they're old and whatever. They're still fun. But it's, again, it goes back to what they make you feel. And I think that the cars from the 60s, certain cars, will always be blue chip cars, will always command a significant dollar amount. And we're talking about, you know, like a 1917 Cadillac will always be a million dollar car. Duesenbergs will always command that money. But, you know, like a 1926 Ford, eh, yeah. you know, I mean. Yeah, there will always be weird niches, I think. Like, uh, kind of like what I was thinking as Lane is describing the, this era of cars, it's like, there, there are also people who like to build like 20s and 30s cars like in 50 style like hot rod kind of Correct. aesthetic and and what and whatever and mm -hmm. components and the offy heads and all that but that's cool but it's talk about a niche in a niche right like it's it's it'll exist and it's cool but it's a very small kind of percentage of the population yeah. so it won't drive them i mean we have right? friends that are into like model a's and stuff yeah. and and like our our good friend connor and his dad and he he has got a lot of they they get these cars and they're total 80s like 70s builds right and they strip it back and they do a period correct build yeah like traditional like, tradition. like, like tradition like yeah. they would do in 1950 or something yeah. like that right? someone was gonna go hot rod a car in the 50s and i think that's the way people are getting more like down to earth authentic and authentic well, you, you, with their builds it's coming full circle right yeah. so if you get like i mean you don't remember but you've seen them so like pro street right back in the 80s everything was a pro street car right skinnies in the front fatties yeah. in the back 15 inch set of lines uh, or we 15 inch craters yeah. Yeah. because yeah. welds yeah. weld wheels because yeah. that's what was available right it, you'd see you know bug catcher on the fucking hood yeah it was all the magazines were pimping that that's that's car craft popular yeah. hot riding that was that then we moved into this era of pro touring Right, where everything went to big billet and wheels and 18, fuel injection and all that wheel, shit. Right? Road course. Road course. And stuff. now it's kind of settling down. Now it's little. going back. Yeah. And so now I get more excited now. In fact, I, I literally today just finished an article for Hot Rod on that subject because now when I see a like a pro stock car, like a street driven pro stock car with fatties in the back and skinnies, yeah. I'm, I get so excited. Yeah. And I can see myself, if I were to ever build another car, to build a pro street car. Mm -hmm. Because to me, that that's just cool again. And everything that's happening with the electric cars and the hybrids and everything, it's just a, I mean, it's just a big fuck you. Yeah, you want to go polar opposite? You want to go total and opposite? I love of that what, fact. Uh, I love yeah. the fact that you pull in and everybody fucking hides their little teacup poodles and shit and they see these big things rolling and they don't know what to make of them. <laughs> and that's, 
I think that's going to come back around fiercely. I really do in the next couple of years. Yeah, I mean, that. talk about making an impression. You roll up in a freaking, uh, you know, bright blue car with uh, candy pink stripes and fat slicks on the back. Just like, you know, snorkel coming way out of the hood. Like that makes a huge impression. If, if you go to Pebble, Pebble Beach is the best for a couple of reasons. Like when I first moved here from New York, my, that was my bucket list. I wanted to go to Pebble Beach and I wanted to see these people with these ridiculous cars. And the first year I went, I was blown away, right? Bugattis and Lamborghinis and anything and everything that was ever, I saw and drooled over in a magazine was just on a corner or in a parking lot or whatever the case is. The next year I went, I drove to Pebble Beach in my Daytona. My, my 69 Daytona is matte black. It's fucking, it looks like a cartoon character. It's the antithesis of everything that Pebble Beach stands for. And it was the greatest thing in the world because <laughs> nobody knew what it was. And it was one of those rare moments where it felt so good to have something that was so different that made all these people that spent all this money and, and had their own ideas of what affluence was. I kind of dropped them down a notch. And I think that all these cars that are home built, yeah. right? You, you know, the, the pro street cars and all these cars, that's what they do. And I, I love the fact that they have the ability to drag people down a couple of notches, mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah, yeah, we were, we were in uh, Scottsdale or Phoenix. I don't even know where we were. We went to a, a four till four coffee, their cars and coffee mm -hmm. the other day. And What's up, Nico? Primarily a Porsche kind of cars yeah. and coffee. Right. And then this like, 80s would you say that's an 80s build or 90s build it's i think a, it's a new build but it's a it's, complete it's like a 32 ford yeah. hot rod uh, that's yeah, been done magnesium and wheels and, but done uh, in like a 50 style with the scallops and that's stuff. cool it was, and it had i think it had a i don't know what motor it had did it have a flathead i didn't even see didn't but it look. pulls up in this sea of like new porsches old yeah. porsches all this stuff and it parks up front and it's just like it was the it was the best Didn't thing give to a see shit. there. Right. But it was all it was just polarizing because yeah. all the other stuff was the same. Right. And in in this sea of Porsches, you see this 32 Ford and you're like, oh, that's so sick. Oh yeah, all day. And it had those all killer yeah, those yeah. killer wheels. Those, yeah. Yeah. The knockoff magnesium wheels and yeah, um, Calibrands. And, and you know what? It could it could have had EFI on it or whatever the case is, and that's yeah. fine to yeah. incorporate that technology into sure. it. But that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. like, and that's such a great, and as an owner, that's such a wonderful feeling to yeah. do that. Yeah, anytime you're kind of the, the outside of the, the box. Oh, it's great to be that guy. Yep. Talk yeah. about sense of occasion. Although, too. I mean, I feel like this is kind of a generalization, but I feel like if you're talking about authentic, like automotive enthusiasts, like real hardcore people, like that is it's not frowned upon. And I think, you know, I'm not sure. I'm trying to perceive what you mean by drop them a couple notches, but it's almost like, they're interested, right? Like it's not necessarily it putting them off. No, no, no. Like, it, like I, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. And I think it depends on the crowd that you're in. For sure. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, again, your Pebble Beach, your I think an enthusiast is an, a real enthusiast is going to appreciate a, a '77 Volkswagen Rabbit in a perfect one in the same way that they're going to appreciate, you know, a, a, a 288 GTO. Right. right, they're going to look at it. They're going to go, "Oh my God, this is so well taken care of." Somebody really put their heart and soul into this thing, yeah. and it shows the passion. That's the people you like. That's the people you like. That's yeah. exactly right. Whereby I think, especially where we live, um, you know, I've been to car shows out here where guys have rolled in with, you know, any minor of Pagani and whatever the case is, and they get out like the shit doesn't stink. Uh, mm. It stinks, and and it yeah, and I you know yeah. that. That really irks me. Oh, that, for sure. That yeah. really drives oh, yeah. me crazy. Yeah, yeah. And I but think it's... you still get your fair share of pet. Like I remember when we were we were at Pebble Beach and I, you know in uh, on Carmel Valley, like down yep. in Carmel by the Sea. There's a gallery, and a gallery they put out this big red carpet on the right side where people park on the carpet. I don't know if you're familiar with what I'm talking about. Yeah. So we were there and we pulled around. It was Saturday night. It's probably about eight o'clock. The town was packed. A guy walked out into the middle of the road, put his hand out stopped me and I was in my Daytona moved a McLaren and told me to park my car yeah. where the McLaren was perfect and as we got out there were two women and okay, I don't want to generalize but they, they just kind of said why is this piece of garbage here huh. and the woman's husband which was even better said you have no idea what that is <laughs> that's right. and that's that's kind of the fun part and that's where the enthusiast comes around but then it also again it, it kind of it, it's fun to just kind of be that guy and shake for sure. himself. Upset yeah. it, yeah, for right? Sure. But bit. I do think that's kind of like with the whole, the Radwood cars, if you will, like coming up, we can go to car shows, you know, Canepa Cars and Coffee or something. Pagani's pull up 
And it's like there is a, a, a segment of people that don't give a shit about the Pagani, and they're looking at the the 85 Corolla GT, you know, GT or GTS Radwood, or whatever. Radwood is the best thing to happen in the car community as, as a whole to the car culture in the last 15 to 20 years, without, without question. <laughs> well, yeah. it, and it is. And because you're, you're giving people that never had a voice a massive voice yeah, in the community. Sure. And that's that's huge. And for yeah. everybody who can't afford anything, or can't afford to, to go out and buy a Porsche or a Ferrari or this, but they you, might have for twenty five hundred bucks. For twenty five hundred bucks, get that preserved yeah. D fifty that and no one knew about. It's a brilliant thing. Yeah, it's brilliant. But I also love Pagani's. Fred Dylan one one six says, "When will Mike get another Monte Carlo?" What's the story with that? I don't know. Um, oh, dude, I I saw your post the other day. Like, someone stole that car? Yeah, someone. We had literally what, just finished it. Um, what year? It was a 72. It was my daily. It was a 72 Monte Carlo that I bought from a guy in San Rafael. That was perfect. It was so sick. It was It was just a, it was just a super clean, beautiful Monte Carlo. And um, I was like, I know what I'm going to buy. It. Because I was looking for a car to drive as a daily. And um, the 72 was my daily. And we just put a brand new 383 crate motor, fuel injection, overdrive transmission, and it was my, it was the best muscle car I've ever had. Damn! And somebody ripped it out of my driveway. Damn, that's that's beautiful. Bummer, man. And it was great. It was the best daily driver I've ever had. Do they have any leads down at the police did station? Insurance work out for you? Here's the, it kind of did it, but not really. Yeah. Um, because it wasn't under classic car insurance because it was uh, my daily, so I had to fight with them and showcase every receipt uh, and all this other stuff. So I I wouldn't have what they gave me wasn't enough for me to build it back to where right. it was. Um, Damn. So it was, it was kicking the ass, but uh, I would like to get another one one day just because they're great and undervalued they're and underrated so cars. They're so dope, dude. I love these cars. Yeah, they're, it's such a great shape. And I actually, I'm not a vinyl top guy, for, but they work that, so well on, on these cars. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a good look. Yeah. I'm a vinyl body guy now after seeing that. Uh, <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, the Bentley the Blue, Blue Train. Bentley Blue Train, yeah. Uh, we'll get to that on the Sunday edition. So, so yeah. okay. um, and that's a podcast. So, Mike, thank you so much for joining us. That's a record for the lowest number of questions we've answered, I think. But I think it was the it was average amount of time. So, yeah, yeah we're doing totally. Um, listeners, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Mm -hmm. Mike's going to spend the night. He'll be on the Sunday show. Sunday show Great. as well. Yeah. Okay, get cozy. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. I, I genuinely, Brian, I really, really like first gen, um, you know, turbo caravans. I think those are awesome. To see a mint one of those. Exactly. Whoa, so whoa, cool. Whoa, whoa, I don't like whoa, where this whoa. is going. So cool.